Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. This morning, like every Tuesday morning here at the station, our staff got together to share prayer requests. Yeah. We share about stuff that's going on in our own lives, as well as other stuff we need to be praying for. Mm-hmm. And our coworker, Scott, reminded us this morning that we needed to be praying for our country mm. and for the people in our country yeah. today, because today is election day. And a lot of people are feeling very anxious or worried mm. or concerned or fearful today. Very true. And the thing is, regardless of what the results are from the election tonight and into tomorrow, a lot of people are still going to be feeling anxious, mm. worried, concerned, or fearful tomorrow. Wow, also true. Probably about half the country, right? Yeah, yeah. One way or the other, people are going to be in that place. Mm. And Scott's prayer was, among other things, that we as Christians in our country would be gracious to others Hmm. because we understand what it's like to feel anxious and worried. And so whether that's us or whether it's people on the opposite side of the political aisle from where you are, whether we're in victory, defeat, or somewhere in between, Hmm. let's practice grace to one another in these coming days. This is a question that I posted on social. What's a Thanksgiving side or dish that you just love, but you have a hard time defending? For me personally, it's gotta be the cranberry sauce from the can. I love it, it tastes better than homemade cranberry sauce. I will die on this hill. Tracy chimed in, she said, green bean casserole, I love it. My family, not so much. Monica says chicken instead of turkey or ham. Now I can see how that's kind of controversial, but if you're frying up a chicken, I will eat that regardless of what holiday it is. I'm ready. I will dive in on that. What is your controversial Thanksgiving food choice? I'm curious. Hey, Zoe here hanging out with you. And it's okay to admit, you know, when we get sick, maybe we binge a lot of TV. Or maybe even if we aren't sick, you know, maybe we've just had a really rough week, we plop down on the couch, turn on Netflix, and suddenly it's six hours later. It happens to the best of us. But here's my question. Have you ever binged a show for so long that once you come back to reality, you find yourself starting to talk like the characters in the show? This has happened to me more times than I want to admit, especially when I was in the Downton Abbey phase of my life. I would binge that show and then come out of it with a great accent, you know, be like, oh yes, hi tea, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, happens to me when I watch The Crown, happens to me when I watch The Great British Baking Show, and it happened to me recently when I was sick with COVID, I binged a bunch of this show, and I came out of it and I was, was trying to talk to my husband and I was talking like the characters in the show and it kind of like, I was shocked with myself. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm talking like that one character with the accent. Oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Luckily it was with my husband and not with like another human because that that would be kind of awkward. Be like, why are you talking like that? I'm, I'm sorry, I just watched a lot of TV. One of the things that I mostly enjoyed doing growing up was playing youth sports as a kid. Oh, yeah. Played soccer, some basketball, dabbled in a few other things as well. Uh Some of my teams were actually pretty good. Not that that had a lot to do with me, (laughs) mind you. Others, uh, not so much. I was on a couple pretty bad teams as well. Yeah. I played on one uh, recreational soccer team one year where we didn't win a game 
the entire year. Oh, sad. Like 0 and 10, something like that. Oh, man. And I remember lamenting this fact to my parents partway through the season. Mm. I wasn't having any fun. I just wanted to quit. Mm. And my parents told me something that has stuck with me, that maybe what I was supposed to do that year, my job, was to learn how to lose well. Ooh. And I can't help but think about that a little bit on Election Day. Hmm. Because I think many of us as Americans, all along the political spectrum, every side, have forgotten how to lose well. Oh, that's true. But losing well is a very important life skill to have. Yeah. I was reading something today from Daniel Bennett. He puts it this way. He says, while we absolutely should fight for justice and truth in the public square, we should also be prepared to lose from time to time. Mm-hmm. And we should do so with confidence that comes from our identity in Christ. After all, we are inheritors of a much greater victory than the world could ever provide. Mm. So today's elections are going to elate some, going to deflate others. Yes. Some are going to rejoice in the outcome. Others are going to lament the direction of our country. But no matter the results of today's election, I think we have to commit to losing well. Mm -hmm. Because as Americans, losing well is actually essential to strengthening our political experiment Mm. in our country. That's good. And as Christians, losing well is essential to how we faithfully engage our world Mm. on behalf of Christ. In case you missed it earlier this hour, I asked the question, um, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food dish that you just have a hard time Justifying For me, I mentioned that it's canned cranberry sauce. I love it. I think it's better than the original, you know, sort of homemade stuff. This is one that I even have a hard time sort of jumping in on. Kathy says scalloped oysters. Scalloped oysters on Thanksgiving. I don't know that I'm really on board and can co-sign on that one, but I guess it kind of satisfies the question I was asking anyway. What's one of those that you have a hard time justifying? I have a hard time justifying that, Kathy, but hey, you know what? Do you, if you're thankful for it, Kudos, that's awesome. Hey, Zoe back, and now I can finish telling the story of what happened with my husband and the meal plan. So here's the thing, right? We're in inflation, you know, things are costing more and times are tough. So I thought, you know, I I should do the thing that is recommended for buying groceries to buy produce that is in season. It will be less expensive than other produce. And so I went to the store for groceries and it turns out it's true. The produce that is in season is significantly less expensive. And you know what's in season right now, right? Gourds and squashes, sweet potatoes, that kind of stuff. And I I like squash, but it it does have um, a reputation for not being the most desirable vegetable, right? But I decided, you know, I can make something with this. This can work. So I put on my meal plan that I was going to have squash in a dish, and I had plans for what I was going to do. And then, of course, my loving husband finds out, and he's a picky eater, and he kind of freaked out and was like, Ah, squash! What are you doing to me, squash? And so, yeah, that I had to calm him down. Be like, no, it's gonna be okay. You're gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say you're gonna like it, but you know, it's gonna be fine. He did promise he's going to try it. So there's the tiniest sliver of hope, but let's be honest, he's probably not gonna like it. Squash is a hard sell. It definitely feels like Christmas is coming sooner and sooner. I mean, every store I've walked by recently has just been bedecked in Christmas. Bedecked. I don't know if that's actually a word, but that's how it feels. Checks out to me. <laughs> so, but not just stores. Like, I was surprised the other day. 
to see a Christmas tree in someone's window. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know it was time. Is we're just it, going for it. I, we're just like all out. We're just diving right in. And I was like, is it is it too soon? I don't know how I feel about this. But then today, I read this argument from Team Christmas Tree. Okay. Reasons to put up your Christmas tree before Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Number one, it makes you happy. Okay. Number two, you're an adult and you can do what you want. Okay. <laughs> Number three, you have more time to admire your handiwork. Sure. And I'm like, all right. I mean, that's a solid argument. If it makes you happy. I mean. Why not? Right. And you're an adult and it's true. You can do what you want. So I guess more power to you. So a guy from the internet recently had his entire community rally around him to watch him eat a rotisserie chicken for the 40th day in a row. Um, there's a lot of things to consider here. One, that he put up posters around town sort of promoting the, I guess we're calling it an event, the undertaking, the, the challenge, the rotisserie chicken eating. Um, but this guy had been posting on TikTok how he's been eating a rotisserie chicken for, for 30 days. 35 days. On the 40th day in a row, he made this sort of a community event. And you know, I thought more about this than I probably should have. I've put a lot of thinking into this. And what does it say about us that we're so desperate for entertainment or community or just something to gather around that isn't politics or anything divisive that we will jump to a chance to watch someone eat a rotisserie chicken and celebrate it? And y'all, they celebrated. I mean, like the crowd went nuts. When this guy did the um, he did the deed here, he ate the chicken. I'm gonna play the audio from the crowd cheering. To reiterate, to remind you here, this is a guy eating a rotisserie chicken. Um, I I love it. I don't know that there's anything I could eat for 40 days in a row without getting sick. Or certainly anything that would be an impressive achievement, like eating a whole chicken. Would anyone be down to watch me eat, like, crab rangoons for 40 days in a row? I I don't think so. That crowd was inspired. People left inspired. And you know what? I'm a little inspired today, too, now. Wow. Hey, Zoe here, hanging out with you on Real FM. Earlier, I was talking about my realization of how lonely I've been and the struggle to maintain work-life balance and relationships. It's a lot. And ironically, I'm not alone in this struggle. I know a lot of people, young adults especially, who are struggling with that transition and figuring life out. It's hard. And as I was driving to back home after a long day, and I was thinking, you know, I've just been dealing with these feelings of loneliness and the struggle, then out of the blue in God's perfect timing, I got a call from one of my dearest friends, and she called to tell me that she was in the car right next to me. I was like, what? This is crazy. She waved, and I waved, and this sparked a conversation which lasted the entire drive back to my home as she was driving home as well, and we've connected, and we're going to see each other, and it just felt like God knew exactly what I needed before I even needed to tell him. Now, obviously, we know God's not like a vending machine who's going to give us exactly what we want when we need it, and we can't just insert prayer here and get thing we want here. Like, that's not how God works. 
But I think sometimes I forget that he's there. You know what I mean? Like I forget, oh, he cares, he listens, and he wants what's best for me. And all I gotta do is just be honest with him and come to him with the things that are going on in my life. So I hope this is encouraging to you for you to know that if you're going through something, maybe you're also lonely, dealing with craziness of life, we just gotta bring it to God and he listens and he cares and he's gonna do something for us when we don't expect it. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. Rewind.